This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online and hold the presses. Hold the presses. Every, are you holding the presses? Are the presses held? Are they held back there? Are the, all the presses held? That one's still going. Could you hold that one for me, please? All right, thank you. Hold the presses. The presses are held. What's going on? All right. I was on the Facebook not 20 minutes ago. And uh, a Facebook friend of mine, Rachel, she's also one of the Minnesota skeptics. So I've actually met the person in person. Uh, She's very nice. And her uh, uh, her new husband, I mean, they're newlyweds, um, you know, they both are Minnesota skeptics. His name is Aaron, and so Aaron and Rachel, okay, all right, got them? These are the players. Now, Rachel posts a, a status on Facebook, and she says, Stuck on a busy ramp, flat tire, hazards on. See a cop in the mirror and think, oh, good, they'll help. Nope. Just drives by, hardly slows down when they pass. All right, and I make a joke. Well, they could have shot you, <laughs> you know, because police and the police violence and all that. You know, just uh, maybe you know, maybe it's not the right kind of joke to be making. But I said that. All right, in the thread, her husband Aaron. You met him just a little bit ago. Uh, Aaron makes a mention of the Summit parking lot. This is starting to make the little marble in my head kind of roll around a little. And Summit parking lot? And I, I ask, Summit? As in the brewery? See, now I drink Summit Extra Pale Ale. This beer right here, it's brewed right here in St. Paul. And I, I drink that beer. And I have one, a bottle in my hand. You can you could see it if this was television, but it's not. Uh, but... Um, the reason I asked Summit, as in the brewery, well, I, I went right directly to chat with uh, with um, with Rachel, and I said, um, "Are you on the on ramp that goes from uh, this particular street onto uh, you know northbound 35E?" And she said, "Yep, that's the one." And those of you who listen to my show and and pay attention to what I say, <laughs> um, will know that back in early September, I hit a curb while driving our car. 
And that curb is the exact same one that Rachel nailed tonight. And I went, oh, we've joined the same, you know, hit the same curb club. Uh, I, was, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then she says, the, the, the AAA guy that comes to help, you know, to rescue her, um, says to her that, yeah, he gets a lot of calls. Or, or, yeah, he gets a lot of calls to that particular uh, uh, on-ramp. Because a lot of people hit that thing. Now, I know I discussed this back in, in September, but I, I talk a little bit more about this, this particular on-ramp and what's going on there. Just last night, I was right there again. There's a building very near, there's two buildings actually, very near that Summit Brewery that the company I work for cleans. And I went to one of them last night. And when I left and was heading home and it's dark out, I'm telling myself, be careful of that that little bit of a median or whatever you want to call it that sticks out there as you turn to go onto the ramp. Be aware. I'm hyper aware of that thing to make sure I get out in the intersection enough before I make the turn. Well, I've looked at this thing. I've been by it during the day, and I take a look at it. There's a lot of black rubber skids across that curb. You know, Rachel and I, uh, just by the evidence of the curb itself, but then you have the testimony of the, the AAA guy, we're not the only two that have hit that thing. And it doesn't need to be that way. It's a, it's a weird little bit of uh, curb that's just jutting out there, and it doesn't. And part of the reason why it's 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 so deceptive. Now at night it's dark, and tonight the weather isn't so great. There's a little bit of a misty, snowy kind of stuff going on out there. And when you're turning onto that on ramp, there is two lanes of traffic. There are two lanes of traffic coming your way. One that goes straight through, and one that also turns onto that ramp. So you have to be careful. You want to make your turn. You have there is a light at that intersection or that on ramp part. There's there's a light, but you have to be careful about making your turn uh, because of this traffic coming on. And what what this median, if that's the right word for it, what it is shaped like. See, it comes up and it narrows down to this little finger that that sticks out there, and except it's not like a finger. It's like the, a lowercase letter I. And this little bit of curb is the dot of the eye. This little bit of curb that people are nailing is the dot of the eye. Because why is it like a dot eye? Because it has this little handicap accessible uh, path cut through it. So that if somebody's on a wheelchair, they can, you know, they don't have a curb to deal with. And you you might see the deeper part, you know, the part on the other side of the handicap path. Oh man, you know. I still feel stupid as all hell for hitting it, hitting that thing. I really do. I've had close calls with it before because, as I said, there's a building, there are two buildings that we do that are right down by there. So I've been there before, and I've had close calls, and I should have remembered, but I didn't. And I do feel stupid for having hit it, but now I don't feel quite as stupid because I have company. <laughs> and I know someone personally who hit that thing. So I can't wait till the next Minnesota meetup. And if she's there, I'll say, we'll, we'll, we'll commiserate on this. And maybe we'll make our plans to contact the mayor's office, the mayor of St. Paul, and maybe a local news station and say, something ought to be done about that because it's it's knocking out people's tires. I, and and it's, you know, it's, it's causing accidents because it's, why is it there? It's dumb. So, 
anyway, uh, now back to what I had planned to talk about. This, because of the proximity of the of the date, because well, Halloween is next Tuesday. Um, I guess um, this could be considered uh, my Halloween special. I mean. There'll be some mentions of Halloween on it, uh, three, in fact, and I just mentioned them. So, it will be maybe some scary stuff to talk about on the show. <laughs> that scary curb. Now we got other things that might be a little scary. Um, not many things in this world are more scary than when a person wants to tell you about their dreams and I don't mean their hopes and aspirations I mean when they go to bed go to sleep they have dreams those dreams there's I mean it is for me you know, my wife of 16 years and two weeks but who's counting and my son will on occasion tell me their dreams and oh man <laughs> I love them but uh, you see here at Dimland Radio we have rules for uh, Telling dreams to telling about your dreams to other people, and uh, rule number one is don't. Okay, but rule number two is if you insist on telling someone about your dream, make it quick. If you start to go two, five, ten, twenty minutes in a dream, you know, twenty minutes, that person that you're talking to will probably be wishing they were dead at that point. It's, it's just, I don't know what it is. It, it, dreams are weird, and they don't seem weird while you're having the dream, usually, because it's a dream. But, um, really. So, um, I am going to violate rule number one. I hope I, I, I don't break rule number two. We'll see how it goes, shall we? Okay. I had a dream this morning. I dreamt I was in a lobby somewhere. I had a suitcase or some kind of travel bag with me and I had my Google Nexus tablet with headphones and I was I had the headphones on and I was listening to my Spotify on on my Google Nexus uh, one of my playlists. I have a lot of playlists on there. And I was listening to one of them. As I was sitting there, listening to my music, a, a, a man starts walking by me. And we both look at each other, and we have that recognition. We, we look at each other, and we recognize each other. And he stops. Oh, and I should tell you, the song that I'm hearing in my headphones at this point is Elvis's uh, Elvis Presley you, younger people uh, he was a singer that became famous in the 50s and he died in the 70s he was he was kind of big you know some people call him the king anyway Elvis Presley's uh, suspicious minds which is a which is a great song and it, and it does have that uh, it does have that ending that just takes forever where he just keeps repeating the line we're caught in a trap I can't get out because I love you too much baby and then there's the horns and it just repeats over and over and over like thirty or forty times and and okay so that's the song that's playing in my headphones and actually that's the part of the song that's playing in my headphones in my dream so the guy and I we the, the two of us we look at each other and we recognize each other and he says to me. Don't I know you from somewhere? And I say, 
have you ever been to Coldside? And he just looks at me. He doesn't answer. Now, Coldside is where I used to work. It's a silk screening shop in Minneapolis. I used to be a staff artist there, and then I worked in the office. I used to work there some years ago. And I apparently in the dream, I was thinking that this guy was a customer at Coldside. And he, but so he doesn't answer me. And I ask him again, have you ever been to Coldside? And he still doesn't answer. And Elvis is still singing in my ears. I'm caught in a trap. And so, have you been to Coldside? No answer. Over and over. Have you been to Coldside? No, no answer. And then Elvis singing. And then finally, I, you know, I'm getting frustrated because I got the headphones on and I'm hearing Elvis sing. So I take my headphones off. This is in my dream. I take my headphones off, and I, I, I drop them to the floor my nexus and everything, drop him onto the floor, and I get up and I ask him, have you ever been to Coldside? And he still doesn't answer, and he begins to walk away. And I'm following him. We're caught in a trap. I can't get out. This is going on in my head still. I took my headphones off. I'm still hearing the song. And I keep saying to him, have you ever been to Coldside? I follow the guy through whatever building we're in. Uh, to the doors, I repeatedly ask him the question. Elvis is still in my ears. And we head outside. The guy's not answering my question. We get to one of those shuttle buses that airports offer people to take to hotels or whatever. And he, he's getting on the shuttle bus, and I ask him again, have you ever been to Coldside? And he turns and he looks at me, he gives me this, 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 what the hell are you talking about look? And Elvis is still caught in that trap. And I, and I, I, I finally get the message, and I, I, I leave him alone. And I turn around, and I go back into the building. I go back to the lobby, back to my seat. And when I get there, there's a cleaning woman picking up my Google Nexus and my headphones. And I just reach out my arm and with my hand up and I give the hand gesture like, hand it over. And she gives it to me and I wake up. Now, I get up earlier in the morning than I really need to. Um, I, I just started doing this. When, you know, We used to get up early to get Hayden to the school bus and I just kept doing it. I just kept getting up early because... Um, I don't need to get up that early, but I do it. I get up I have, because I like to see Hayden off to school because my, my wife takes him to school now. Um, but uh, I get up to see them off, and I'll have some breakfast, and I'll get my lunch ready, and then I'll get my Google Nexus out, and I'll put on my headphones, and I'll uh, sit in a chair in front of the TV and look at the morning news, and I'll listen to some tunes, and I'll snooze. I'll just, you know, and I do that for an hour and 20 minutes hour and a half or something before I finally get going and go to work. And I do this every morning. And I really enjoy doing that. I like listening to tunes. So what song was playing? I had my headphones on when I wake up from this dream this morning because I was sitting in that chair. That's when I had the dream. What song was playing in the headphones? You got it. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. No, it wasn't that one. No, it was the Elvis song. And it was at that moment of the song, the, the big, long ending with him saying how he's, they're caught in a trap and he can't get out and all that stuff. Isn't that cool? I think that is so cool when something in the real world is happening around you as you're sleeping and you're dreaming and your, your unconscious mind incorporates that into your dream. And that's what it did this morning. Okay, I hope I didn't scare you too much by telling you about my dream. <laughs> uh, but that was freaky. I just the guy would not tell me if he'd ever been to Coldside. I mean, what's the big deal, dude? Have you know? Have you, yes or no? There, you don't really have to. You know, you don't really have to do any more than that. You can just say, well, of course it was just a dream. Uh, oh, well, at the sound of the arg, I do have an arg. It's a quick one, and it is a bit of advice that I have, that I will give to you, my dear listeners. Um, 
it's about voicemail. There's a couple things. First of all, it seems that people under the age of uh, 40 um, don't even listen to their voicemail. What they do is they see that they've got a call. If there's a caller ID on it, they just call you back. They don't even bother to listen to, your, to the voicemail. So they call you back. And you leave a mess. I leave a message to somebody, you know, a detailed message about something, and they call me back, and I say, oh, did you hear the message? No, I just called you back. Oh. <laughs> you know, it, if you're going to do that, just set your message up to say, you know, just leave your number, and I'll call you back. It's don't even leave a message. Don't even, don't waste your time. Just leave your number and I'll call you back. But here's the thing: if you are leaving a message for voicemail, if you are doing that, if you are doing that, take my advice. If you're giving your phone number, give your phone number twice. I can't tell you how many times in the last few months and weeks, you know, with my father-in-law, um, his health being not so great. And you know, and deteriorating. Amy was getting all kinds of calls from the assisted living place he was at, from doctors' offices, from doctors and nurses, from uh, social workers. From you know, she was just getting all sorts of calls. And most of these people that would call, and these are professional people, that you know, this is part of their jobs to call people and let them know that uh, you know, to set up an appointment or there's information they need or something like that. They, they, and they know they're going to leave a phone number. They know they're going to do that. But so many of them just leave it once. And what they'll do is they'll say, Hi, Amy, it's Chris. I'm from some such, such a place, and then we were going to set up an appointment for your dad to uh, you know, go over what we want to do when it comes to the, you know, uh, the treatment for the cancer and uh, set up an appointment with your oncologist. And so I need you to give me a call, and I'm going to need this information. Uh, if you could have your, you know, your dad's whatever stuff available when you call me back, uh, that'd be great. And I'm going to be here from 9 till uh, 3 o'clock today, and I'll get in tomorrow at nine again so if you give me a call at five 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 bomb this up blah, blah, blah. click and it's like uh. <laughs> and and I got and the thing is when you got that voicemail you 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 have it's just, if they, if they don't give the number clearly and they just hang up you have to go back and you have to listen to the entire message again to get the number now I know what you're saying check the caller ID and, and most time, yes, that works. But sometimes the number they give you is not the number they call from. Because uh, you know, they, they give you their direct line, and the other line might be a more generic line. Well, you know, the person might be able to be found to do it. But just, you know, just don't make me do more work. You know, I'm taking, I'm getting the messages. I got my piece of paper out. I've, you know, I've got the notepad out. I've got my pen, and I'm listening to the messages, and I'm writing stuff down. You know, that's the work I'm doing. That's what I'm ready to do. Don't make me do more work by, okay, I better go check the caller ID and figure out, is this the same message? Is this the same one that's on here? Or make me call the number there and then find and then find out that it's not the person. As well, I'm looking for someone named Chris. And they, oh, is, it, is that Chris Smith or Chris Jones? I, I don't know. They called about this thing. and I, You know, just give me the number twice so that I can write it down. All right? Is that too much to ask? Really? Is it too much to ask? Give the number twice. Okay, I'm going to take a break now, 
And uh, yeah, you just sit tight. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall return after this shortish break. Shortish. It's short for me, but I'm sure it seems long for you because huh, you know I'm, I'm with me all the time. I'm away during a break, and that's why I meant that's kind of a that's kind of a weird way to be, isn't it? Eh, well, I'm a narcissist. What can I tell you? We're scaring up a good time on your favorite radio station. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. First there came radio, and it was good. Then it got bad. Then there came satellite radio, and it was okay. Then it got too expensive and kind of sucked. Now there is something new, something better, something free. Stitcher Radio for the iPhone and BlackBerry. With Stitcher, you can hear all the shows and podcasts you can imagine. Rate them and build your own station. No downloading, no syncing, no problem. Just pick a station to get started, like American News and Politics. Now, look at the shows you have to pick from. Pick one and start listening. Like it, make a favorite, and start your own station. Don't like it, thumb it down and say bye-bye to shows like it. Or thumb it up to find more like it. Plus, you can search and find your favorite podcasts. We have over a thousand shows to pick from. Stitcher Radio, the natural evolution in audio listening. And it's free. <laughs> Flay a penny snake in the cauldron, boil and bake. I have newt and toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blind worm's sting, lizard's leg and howlet's wing, for a charm of powerful trouble, like hellbroth boil and bubble, this brew be ye only salvation from your favorite radio station. <laughs> You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. <laughs>
Welcome back to... Oh, that's right. Never mind. Shh. I forgot I was doing this. It's time for another Dinland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Welcome back to Dinland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Yes, you heard the sounder there, pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time? I got it wrong when I came out. You know, I knew I put it in there. I put it in there while the break was going. I knew the sounder was there. Anyway. <clears throat> if I didn't make mistakes, I'd be too perfect. And it would bug people, you know? So, I do these on purpose. <clears throat> sure I do. Well, uh, okay, uh, this pedantic moment... Actually, last week, I had three pedantic moments ready to go. But I only did two. Uh, you know, I hadn't done a show in a while. I'd, I'd had accumulated a few pedantic moments. So I'd only done two of them. And I was saving the other one for this week. Except a really good one came up this week that is pushing the one that I had saved. It's pushing that to next week or at some other later, some later date. Uh, I'll do that one later. But this one, this one is awesome. Uh, it's an old one. It's one that was noticed not by me, somebody I didn't know before I saw this on on, on the Facebook the other day, um, and I just I asked the fellow. I said, "This is this is a wonderful moment of pe- pedantry. Can I use it on my show?" And he said, "Sure." And I'll give you credit. And he said, "That's fine." And I'll, you know, if you, you know, he said, "Yeah, that'd be great." So okay, you guys. Uh, most of you must be aware of a uh, comic strip that was uh, produced in the 1980s. It is the finest comic strip ever. Uh, maybe I should refine, uh, define that more as the finest single-panel comic strip ever. And it's The Far Side by Gary Larson. It was consistently weird. It was consistently off the wall, unpredictable, and it was consistently funny. Unpredictable, maybe. It was predictably weird. <laughs> it was that. But it was, it was always funny. And sometimes it was hysterical. You just laugh. I'd laugh my ass off. Well, almost literally, my ass off, because I don't have a butt, so it's kind of gone already. Anyway... I mean, it was a dark, dark day for comic strips in newspapers when Gary Larson decided to retire. Ugh, and he's been gone forever. And yes, you can still get far side calendars and, 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 and posters and I, I don't know, you know, those desktop calendars and the other kinds of calendars. You can get those still, but it's, it's nothing new. He's not doing any new stuff. Well, there's a Facebook page, a group page, or a fan page, or whatever it is for um, this, for the far side. And I guess I'm in one of those fan group pages. And it popped up on my feed today. Somebody had pointed out uh, something that Gary Larson got wrong in one of the best of his strips ever. Uh, Larson actually did two versions of it. He did the black and white daily version, you know, the Monday through Saturday uh, version in the paper. And then he did a color Sunday version of it. And it's, uh, I guess you would say the title of it is Midvale School for the Gifted. And some of you who are fans of uh, Farsight are probably knowing where, 
knowing this one just by that I would know it because this is one of my all-time favorites what it shows is that there's a set of steps going up to the door of what we figure is a school because of the sign Midvale School for the Gifted see I'm I'm just that clever to to work that one out and at the door is one of Gary Larson's typical nerd kid drawings uh, you can tell that he's wearing glasses but it, even though his back is to us and he's at the door and he's pushing against the door he's got a book in one hand and he's got his other hand out against the door and he's pushing against the door the door has a sign on it the sign reads pull you see how that's funny because see he's gifted intent he's gifted he's smart he's one of the smart kids but he can't figure out how to open this door the sign says pull okay what was the thing what was the moment of pedantry what's the pedantic moment on this well uh, he is now a Facebook friend. His name is Francisco, sorry about the rattling papers, Francisco Malaria. He spotted this in Gary Larson's drawing, in both of them, the one for the daily papers and the one for the Sunday paper. He drew a, a pneumatic closer at the top of the door. Now, why is that wrong? The pneumatic closer on a door, that's the... That's the device that's, a, that's attached to the tops of doors, usually at the top, that when you open the door, it pulls the door closed. Did you see what I said there? Pulls the door closed. See, the pneumatic closer is on the push side of the door, not on the pull side of the door, as Gary Larson drew it in his cartoon. Huh? Huh? <laughs> you can also see along the side of that door, you can see hinges. He's drawing some hinges. Now, usually, you see hinges on the side of the door on the pull side of the door, not the push side. So he's got everything else right, and he's got a handle on the door that you would pull, but he doesn't have, you know, the pneumatic closer shouldn't be there. Huh? Isn't that? That's awesome. I thought that was awesome. Uh, so 10 points to Francisco Malara. Uh, Malara, uh, Malara, uh, Malara. <laughs> Sorry, Francisco. I hope I didn't butcher your name too badly. Um, uh, <laughs> so that's great. Oh, that's a good pedantic moment. Ah, I feel better, don't you? Uh, what else have I got here? Oh, uh, speaking of that, that comic strip right there, the thread of comments that was coming with that. Somebody in there put uh, a, a, a link to a video uh, done by Vox.com. I think it's Vox.com. They're one of those internet sites that produces video stuff and writes blogs and, and such. Um, there's, a, it, there's a thing called a uh, what's known as a Norman door. And it's named for a fellow named Don Norman. And a Norman door is uh, well. This Don Norman guy was a is a is a smart dude, an educator, uh, and, and he he I guess he was living in London for a while. And in this video, he talks about how he was just getting tired, sick and tired of bad design, figuring out how to turn on light switches in in London. He says stuff should be intuitive. And then doors. There are so many poorly designed doors. If you have to put push or pull, if you have to write either word on the door, you have to instruct people how to use the door. That's that's a bad design. That's a badly designed door. And uh, Norman doors um, are doors that confuse the person that's using it. It looks like it's set up 
to be done differently. Uh, they, they show an example of just such a door. It's a big glass door, and it's got handles on either side of the door. And so on the hall side of the door, people go up to it, and they pull. And they're supposed to push to go in. But there's a handle on the door that's vertically set, and it looks like you're supposed to pull it open. It's, the door is telling you from that side of it to do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. That makes it a Norman door. And uh, so they, they use that as their launching point for this video. And I'll link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. The show notes are at uh, um, uh, dimland.com. Click on the blog option and you'll get to the show notes. Oh, and by the way, if you have a pedantic moment that you think I might like, go ahead and send it to me. Send it to uh, drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. Send it to me, and if I think it's cool, I'll put it on, I'll give you your name, and 10 points, oh, 10 points, by the way, to Francisco, um, unless I, if I haven't already given them to him. If I have them, well, now he's got 20. <laughs> so, uh, but the Slytherin house always wins. <clears throat> That's the house I'm in. And I give the points. You know, it's just how it works. I don't care if you think it's fair or not. Okay, you want to hear a scary story? Here's a scary story. This happened to... Uh, uh, this happened while I was uh, uh, on my hiatus. Um, and if, well, it happened before I knew I was on my hiatus, but by the time I was able to tell you the story, the hiatus had started because of the laptop having a problem. Okay, uh, this... Uh, it was a Friday evening. I, usually, I work Friday nights, and I usually stop somewhere to get something to eat before I, I go and clean a building. And uh, and I did so on this on that particular Friday night, and I was in line waiting for food, and I don't, I hope I don't come across badly here, uh, but I'm 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 going to relate the story as best I can without you know being too gross about it. Um, I'm waiting in line to get my food, and a woman comes up. Uh, from the seating area, she comes up to the counter that I was standing at, and she comes up to get some of this sriracha sauce. They have that set up on the counter. Apparently, the sriracha sauce is 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 the thing now, or at least it was for a little bit just recently. And something else might be the thing now. Uh, and, and and although I was using sriracha sauce back in the nineties, <laughs> anyway. As if. So she comes up to get some sriracha stuff, and she's got a plate of food, and she puts it on there. Now, the thing about this woman, um, how do I put it? <clears throat> she had huge boobs. I'm, I, I, I can't say the word huge, huge enough to express how enormous her boobs were. Now, comically huge. I, 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 again, I don't, I don't want to get too... Um, I, 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 I don't want to appear insensitive to her or anything like that. It's, it, I, I just, that's, they, that's what they were. And, and, it was, and she was not a large woman. She wasn't tiny or anything, but she wasn't a large woman. I mean, she was a little shorter than me. I'm six foot something, and you know, she was shorter than me. But you know, and she's wearing a dress with I think like spaghetti straps, and so you could see that you know you could see the bra she was wearing. I mean, and believe me, I was not I was not 
examining this. I, I was not saying, it's just in, in, in a glance, the information was there, and you could practically hear her bra straining to hold those things off the ground. And it just, it was, it was stunning. And I mean that in, I was stunned. <laughs> not, you know. Anyway, she gets her sriracha sauce, she leaves, and I return to the real world. And she came back up with another plate of food. It's a lady. You know, what are you doing? It's like two car accidents in a row. I, and so she comes back up, she gets more of the stuff, and then she leaves. And there's a young couple standing that was standing on the other side of her at the counter waiting for their food. And I can see the two of them look at each other, and they had that almost that same reaction I was having. Like, wow, that those are those were huge. And okay, again, I return to the real world. I try to just okay. Well, that was something. Now I'm going to go find a place to sit down, and have something, have eat my food, and I start to head to a table. And as I'm sitting down at the table, straight ahead at the next table on is that woman. She's sitting on the left side. Sitting directly in front of me with his back to me is a is a is, is a dude, is a guy. He's in a wheelchair. Uh, on the uh, across the table from him is an older woman. And on the right side of the table, not seated, is a little girl about four, walking around, exploring, playing a little bit. You know, okay, that's, as I'm walking, that's what I see. And I think, don't look at the, the woman with, you know, don't look at her. Don't, you know, and then I see the guy in the wheelchair. So, oh, that's that that explains the second trip up with food. She was probably getting stuff for him. Okay. Oh, look at the cute little girl. And that's almost exactly what's going on. And it's just within seconds. And I started to sit down. The woman at the opposite end of the table says to me loudly, What are you looking at? And I looked at her. Huh? <laughs> and she says, Don't you be staring at my grandchild? I. <laughs> I, I gave her the most, uh, the most. What in the world are you talking about? Look, I could muster. I mean, I I think I turned my head to the side like a puppy, confused. What? <laughs> and because I just, it was a glance, and and you know what I said? I said a glance is not a stare. I think this woman wrote the headlines for the Trump looking at the uh, at the uh, eclipse stories that went across the internet after he glanced up at it. Because to her, I just glanced at the little kid. <laughs> and, I, well, I, and, and, and as she's saying this to me, uh, uh, the woman, you know, the other woman, and you know, the one I saw first, and, and the guy in the chair, uh, they turn and look at me, and I just, <laughs> I didn't say anything more, but I just gave this look like, what the hell are you talking about? And I sat down, and I ate my food with no further incident. But I, oh man, they were, uh, and I, I, so I come home and I tell my wife about it and she figured it out. She says, well, obviously this woman that yelled at you was feeling left out. Here she's with the, the woman with the large breasts and a guy in a wheelchair and a little kid. Who's going to get looked at? Who's going to look at her? And I, I said, yeah, 
you're right. And I said, I should have said to the woman, aren't you impressed that I'm not looking at the, you know, the, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was, uh, that was weird. Um, I, I certainly hope I didn't have any kind of look like I'm, like I was scoping out the little kid. Uh, that's, ooh, God, I hope not. That would be scary. Uh, and uh, I'm uh, going to head to my next break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I shall return with uh, something disturbing. Yeah, this one's disturbing. I'll be back. Fork and blind worm sting, lizard's leg and howlet's wing, for a charm of powerful trouble, like hell broth boil and bubble. This brew be ye only salvation from your favorite radio station. <laughs> You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. <laughs> Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. This message will self-destruct. We're scanning up a good time on your favorite radio station. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I do have a, a 
a disturbing story that I saw online this past week. Uh, there's a man uh, in Turkey, um, 54-year-old dude. Um, I don't have his name here. I'll link to the story that you can check it out. He he found out that his daughter uh, was engaged, and he was so upset that he was not consulted in her decision to be engaged and to whom to be engaged that uh, he went on to Facebook and shot and killed himself. At the very least, he, had, he didn't kill the daughter or any other, but anybody else, the guy she was marrying, anybody. He killed himself. So there was at least that. But the daughter and the other families, but especially the daughter, is going to live with this, this, you know, father who <laughs> seemed to need to be in on the decision-making. Um... I'm pretty sure there's a cultural element to this that's that's not something that uh, here in the United States, in the Western world, we have much of that. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't see too many American dads um, doing that. Or, But my, I don't know. Also, uh, I do believe there's a religious element to this as well. Uh, you know, I, I'm again. I, I'm making an assumption here. Uh, I could be wrong. That the story didn't say, but the guy lives in Turkey. I'm thinking maybe he's Muslim. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that he is, but you know, it's sort of that the the idea, what we know about you know honor killings and you know the idea. Now I don't know how often this happens or if it even does happen, but we've heard stuff like where a woman gets raped and then she gets stoned to death or she gets punished for being raped because she brought dishonor on her family. Really, is that true? Does this happen? It's like what? What? That doesn't make any damn sense. So. There was a line in the story, something he said when he was online, and he had family and friends pleading with him not to do it. You know, he's going live on Facebook, and you know, they put you can put messages across and things like that. And they're pleading with him not to do it. And he said something about his daughter, you know, not knowing he was alive, not not knowing he was alive. And I thought he got the news from his wife. He found out that his father-in-law his wife's father, uh, was the person who gave the approval. Was the, you know, the patriarch that gave the approval. And so he makes this statement about, you know, they didn't let her daughter know I was alive or something. like. And I thought, well, wait, that's, whoa. That's, so is this a bad translation? Or did she not know that that the father existed? So anyway... It's a terrible thing that the daughter's got to live with, that her father kills himself because of this. But that's not the worst part of this, at least not to me. I mean, it's bad. It's terrible. It's awful. It's the you know. It's pretty. How can anything be worse? What's what the worst part of this, or the the more disturbing part for me is 
the person who is apparently a Facebook friend of mine and also a Facebook friend of a lot of prominent skeptics and uh, uh, and those that would be considered um, you know at least one would be considered a guy that thinks of himself as a, as a feminist and you know and and as far as I know all of them are very pro women's rights <laughs> that kind of thing and this Facebook friend of mine who I assume is a woman I can't tell by the name but the profile picture that the this Facebook friend has is that of a woman so you know on they're presenting as such so I will assume that she is and she she posted this story with the comment um, this sort of cruelty disrespect and emasculation from women is a contributing factor as to why men have higher suicide rates disgusting horrifying and never would have happened if women didn't demand an end to coverture to end what an increase in, in mental illness and harpy shrills bitching about why there are supposedly no good men left? Is this what women think is better than being taken care of by fathers and husbands? I, I, <laughs> uh, what? I commented to this. I said, so, so you're actually blaming this man killing himself on, on his daughter? It's her fault? Because she had the, you know, the temerity, the gall, to decide to live her life the way she wants, to make decisions for her own life, and to choose who she wanted to marry? Her reaction was this. The final decision was his own, but this incident speaks to the bigger problem of men getting demoralized and suicidal due to the selfish actions of women. What? <laughs> I, I, I was, I was stunned. Uh, you know, much like you know before, but in, but you know, in a different way. Uh, I, she's blaming, you know. Well, it's his. You know, the decision was his to do it, but it's, it's, yeah, it's the daughter's fault, and it's women's fault that men are, you know, that at least some men are committing suicide because they're not allowing themselves to be owned by them. So, um, I also didn't understand what the word coverture means. Coverture. C-O-V-E-R-T-U-E-R. -E I'm sorry, R-E. C-O-V-E-R-T-U-R-E. -E. Coverture. And it shows up as a misspelling in my auto spell check thing. And I, <laughs> I didn't look it up. I figured the word cover... I thought it, would, it was uh, she was misspelling something or talking about you know wearing hijabs or burqas and you know covering and so that's what I thought it was referring to and I asked you know if that means you know hijabs and burqas your profile pic you're not wearing either because she's not and then some <laughs> some other fellow somebody just comes in and says it means coveting retard. I don't like the use of the word retard. Because really, do we need that to use that? He'd call me stupid or moron or idiot, but did, did he have to say retard? 
But anyway, okay, so it, it has to do with coveting, he says. So, uh, yeah. Oh. I thought, really? I'm going to look this up, which is what I should have done in the first place. I did. I looked it up. Coverture in, in law it, it means it, it's the tradition of the husband, once married to a woman, once she's married, she becomes the husband's property. Essentially, that's what it means. He owns her. He makes the decisions for her. He does everything. That's what it means. And this woman here was saying that that's a good thing, a protection from husbands and fathers. Apparently, she was extending it to um, uh, fathers have the same. You know, Until the woman gets a husband, the father is the one that owns her. And so, <laughs> so in a bit of you know, getting back at the fellow, I said, yeah, I looked it up. I, I, in your subtle way of suggesting that I look it up, I did. And it means this, and I give him the meaning. <laughs> I said, so I guess we're both retards. And then he come up with some stupid thing to say back, and I don't even bother to talk about it. This, this, this was pretty scary and pretty disturbing that, it, that a woman thinks this way. If, assuming she really is a woman, um, on that. <laughs> Weird. Okay, uh, I've got time. I've got time. I'm going to do my three cool things. Now, these aren't necessarily things that happened in the past week, but they are three cool things. And I think, I think, you might notice a theme <laughs> to these three. You might even be guessing it before I even bring it out, given the time of year. Because when I was talking about how great October is last week, I forgot to mention, October is great because it's the baseball postseason. So number three of the cool things that I have for you this week, the World Series has started. It's going. The World Series is back. Now it's kind of a bittersweet thing because it means the baseball season is nearly over. With any luck, the, 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 game, the series will go seven games and, and will end on November 1st. Uh, I don't think weather is going to be a factor in this. Uh, it's it's the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros in the series, and Houston has a dome, and uh, and Los Angeles is in Los Angeles. So the chances of rain out or you know weather related uh, postponement of a game seem pretty slim. So if it goes seven games, it will be done on November first, uh, All Saints Day. Now. I sort of alluded at the, the 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 next thing that's great. The number two thing that's cool uh, was I sort of mentioned it just then. It's that the hated Yankees are not in the World Series. Oh. That means only 99 more to go. 99 years of the Yankees not not necessarily just not getting into the World Series, but not winning the World Series. Uh, we'll just put it that way. Not winning it. But if that if they go another 99 years, that'll make it 108 years since they've won a World Series, which is the same length of time that the Cubs went between winning World Series. And I think by then they will have uh, reached that level of humility that they need to have. And the New York fans will uh, not be so obnoxious. Because so, it's the fans that really bug me. And I know I, a friend of mine was saying, let it go. Let it go. But I, I can't. Every time the World Series rolls around now, since 9-11, Fox and baseball 
and the hated Yankees, because it's the hated Yankees that made this happen. Because 9-11 happened in New York, we have to get in the seventh inning stretch this horned-in new tradition of singing God Bless America. And I don't just hate it because I'm an atheist. I hate it because I'm more of a baseball purist as far as that goes. There's already a fine tradition that takes place in the seventh inning. And it happened naturally. It wasn't some, some you know, network shoehorning it in, forcing it in. And, 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 and the hated Yankees making sure that it got shoehorned in as well because 9-11 happened in New York. If 9-11 happened in St. Louis or Chicago or Los Angeles, we would not be having God Bless America being sung in the seventh inning in the World Series. It's just, it's just annoying as all hell. Uh, I, I wish Fox would stop it and baseball would stop it. Just stop it. Or if you do it, don't put it on TV. Okay, you know, just like you don't put the the take me out to the ball game, which is the fine tradition that's already there, which came about on its own. Some guy wrote the song back in the 19 teens or something or 20s. It wasn't a hit, but somehow it got picked up. It got picked up by baseball fans, and the next thing you know, and then eventually they started singing it in the games. Ugh. Okay, and the number one. The number one cool thing of the week, game number two of this of this World Series. That game, oh my, that game. How great was that game? Now tonight, the Astros won game three, so they're up two games to one in the series so far. But game two started off, even with uh, the Houston pitcher, uh, Justin Verlander, pitching a no-hitter into the fifth, Los Angeles still managed, you know, in in the fifth they got some runs, and you know, they, I think they had somehow they got uh, well they got some runs, they got three runs, and they got ahead of the Astros three to one. They had that score, and it looked like heading into the late innings that looked like that was going to stand because the Dodger bullpen is pretty lights out, and the Astros have had have struggled in the later innings, uh, and so uh, we thought, okay, you know, I was chatting with my friend Michael who's out there in California, and he's a fan of the Dodgers. And I said, it looks pretty good for your Dodgers. And he said, yep. And he says, but can't uh, can't call the series for them because they got to go back to Houston, and Houston's going to be tough in in their home field. They're going to be tough. And, uh, yeah, and then next thing you know, in the late innings, or the, 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 the Astros tie up the game at three. It goes into extra innings. The Astros go ahead five to three. The Dodgers tie the game at five. It stays in extra innings. It's the it, it gets to the top of the eleventh, and uh, um, the Astros tack on two more runs, so it's seven to five, and then the bottom of the of the eleventh, uh, the the uh, the Dodgers get get a home run to get it to six to seven, but they that's it. That's all they can do, and the Astros end up winning that game. My dad, I was just talking to him earlier tonight, he said, I was watching the game, got tired, looked like the Dodgers had it, I went to bed. He said, I got up the next morning, got the paper, and I see the Astros win. He said, what happened? <laughs> I said, it was quite a game. It was quite a game. That is why I love baseball. Games like that is why I love baseball. You can't get the kind of drama and excitement in other sports that, that, that you can in baseball. It has its own special thing it's just it's fantastic it's that's oh god i love baseball <laughs> you know i'm not i'm not going to go out and buy any uniforms like some 
you know, commercial was saying, oh, you think you're a baseball fan? Huh? You think you're a baseball fan? Yeah, screw you, okay, kid? This was some kids telling me that I have to go out and buy some super expensive jerseys and overpriced baseball caps. No, I'm sorry, I'm not buying any of those. But I'm a baseball fan, okay, kid? And I've been a baseball fan longer than you have. So, <laughs> take that, huh? Because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> anyway, oh, man, it was great, and I hope it's a long series. I hope it goes seven games. I, I, and, and I don't have a dog in the fight. Either team wins, fine by me. It ain't the hated Yankees. It ain't the hated Yankees. Oh, man. I hope you've had three cool things happen for you this week. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. And I've come to the end of another show. I hope you weren't too scared by what happened on this one, especially the story about the, you know, that woman with the uh, thing and then the other woman about the, the women thing and all you know in my dream telling you about that oh, I'm telling you I, I, I'm glad you stuck with me on this I hope you didn't get too scared uh, uh, so you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network and I'm your host Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons reminding you to sleep with the lights off check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Well, I'm going to hell.